Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello, hello! Welcome back! It's another episode, but let's get into the mood with that band. Take it away! Give it up. Yeah. That was Karen O and the AADA dancers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Welcome back to another wonderful episode. Episode 42. The episode that has the answer to life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. Can you blame me? Can you really blame me? I, I can't blame me. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. It's so nice to be here, and listening to that, that band just gets me so in the mood to, to just sit here and, and give you the stream of consciousness podcast that is Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. <laughs> if you haven't guessed it by now, I am Sabrina, the hostess with the mostest. That's for you new listeners. If you chose this episode as your very first episode into the world of uh, me. <laughs> Welcome aboard. And if you're a returning listener, as always, you know I love you guys. You guys and ladies and everyone. I use the term loosely, very, very loosely. You know, it's a slang term. Guys meaning, you know, the collective you all. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd need you? Who'd have thought they'd need you? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. All right, I couldn't help but put in the welcome back Cotter music. I'm just in a goofy mood. I'm in a goofy, silly mood. <laughs> ah, well, this episode we're going to talk about transgender social networking how cool it is or how crappy it is uh we've got another 30 question challenge it's uh, question number 24 which i think is kind of weird and just kind of cool how to, this is episode 42 and we just happen by luck end up on question 24 of the 30 question challenge mm. 
I don't know. I noticed that as I was typing it out. <laughs> and uh, we're getting near the end of that 30-question challenge. So I'm asking you all to send in ideas or questions or something to take the place of that spot in my show. Now we're going to have a secondary topic, as usual in a regular episode. I'm going to talk about yard work. <laughs> yeah, that was... I felt like a raking hoe. And of course, we're going to have listener feedback because we've missed it so much these last few episodes. But before we get to any of that, let's talk about the last, well, not just last episode, but the last two episodes, uh, my conversation with Addison, uh, part one and part two, if you can't figure that out. (laughs) Episode 40 was part one. Episode 41 was part two. And I I, want to say one last time to Addison, thank you so, so much for sharing your story and coming on my show and basically talking for a couple hours. (laughs) That's really what it was. It was awesome. Thank you so much. And as a brief update to everybody that heard episode 40 and 41, she was able to get to Minnesota by the time this drops. So, yay, Addison, you you accomplished that on your checklist. I'm so proud of you. And if you haven't heard her episodes, go back and listen to them. She's another trans woman, just beginning starting her journey. And it was just, it was lovely. It was just a wonderful time to share, really. And really, she's just an amazing person all around. Who who's just like everyone else out there in the world, you know, that she's tackling and facing dilemmas and, and fears and, 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 and still striving to to live as her true self. It was just wonderful to have another trans woman on the show for a couple different episodes. So if you've missed it, definitely go back and listen. And you can listen at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. That's the website. That's where I house everything. We have an Amazon affiliate link there. We got a PayPal donate button. Those are pretty self-explanatory. You're probably finding us through either iTunes or Stitcher. That's usually where people find us. And if you use either of those services, uh, help the show by giving, well, on iTunes, the, the simplest thing is just click the ratings, the five-star ratings or, you know, one, two, three, four, five, you know, your choice. <laughs> just click that. You don't have to write a review. Just click it. And that helps. If you really want to help, take a few minutes and write up a review. It just helps so much in iTunes aggregate calculations and all the stuff behind the scenes. It helps the show be noticed, really. (laughs) And if you're on Stitcher, there's a thumbs up button there for every episode. And there's a share button you can share on Twitter and Facebook and uh, email. And I think you can share through text message as well. I I haven't looked recently. I looked a little bit back. But... If, you, if you're using those two services, take a moment and share the show. Take a moment, write up the show. It really helps. We're also on Facebook. we got a Facebook page like most everybody else does. <laughs> so Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. The email, if you want to write me an email, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. So any ideas you have for taking the place of that 30-question uh, challenge? Send it my way or send me a question. I'll answer it on air and let me know if you want to be anonymous or not. If if you don't say anything, I'm going to assume it's okay to use your first name and last initial unless you say something different in the email. So just to let you know, that's what I'm asking for in the emails. <laughs> you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at SabrinaMiller41. Some people ask, why don't you have a show Twitter? And it's like, I don't use Twitter hardly really enough 
to warrant using two different Twitters. I don't, I don't want to do, I know it's easy on the iPhone to switch back and forth between users. That's really cool. I'm glad Twitter has that in their app. But I just don't tweet enough. I, I retweet a bunch of stuff. I, I, you know, share stuff through Tumblr because it's got an automatic thing for Twitter. So that's why it's just my own personal Twitter. As the show grows, maybe, but not right now. Speaking of Twitter, have you Twitter users, your tweeters, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Um, have you heard of Periscope? It, uh, it's on the iPhone, I know for sure. I'm pretty sure it's available on other phone platforms. And it's from Twitter. Twitter made it. But it's it's basically you're broadcasting a show and people tweet, quote unquote, at you. They they say things at you and you, uh, you know, verbally and visually respond. It's pretty cool. I was thinking about using them. I don't know, maybe the Saturday after a Friday after the episode drops on Friday or maybe Sunday or Monday or maybe a Wednesday. I don't know. I'm thinking sometime after a new episode drops, but before the next one, offering, you know, uh, a chance to periscope <laughs> with me. And, you know, I'll, 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 we'll comment and ask questions about the most current episode or any past episodes, if, if I can remember. With You know, I may have to look at notes, but you know what I mean. So if that's an interesting to you, either tweet at me, that'd probably be the best, at SabrinaMiller41. Or send me an email, changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Okay, main topic. Here we are. Transgender social networking. Awesome or awful? It's what I teased with last episode. Uh, well, let's just tackle those one at a time. Awesome, because I like to start positive. Uh, you meet like-minded people who are following similar paths uh, like you are. Uh, and this doesn't matter about trans status or not. This is anybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there are many different uh, arenas and forums to bring different uh, diversity together. Uh, okay, so that's that's a that's a cool thing. Uh, education and enrichment on a huge number of things, you know, different subjects and topics and people. Uh, it's it's amazing how much information in that sense is out there. Uh, and online classes. Hey, <laughs> uh, you can find things that you've been looking for all your life. That you or something you lost years ago that you thought you would never see again, you know, like eBay and uh, Amazon and things like that. Etsy, right? You can reconnect with long lost friends and family, uh, coworkers, neighbors. I mean, just just that sense of social networking and staying in touch with people long ago <laughs> in the sense that you know you haven't grown up with facebook but if you start with facebook say in i don't know junior high middle school and you continue it through high school and then continue it on past that there's a good chance you're going to be connected unless you go through and weed people out <laughs> there you're going to be connected with people from your childhood and you know i kind of miss that because there's there's a couple people from my elementary school that I kind of wonder what the hell happened to them. 
and I've searched, I've looked, I haven't paid money for any, you know, find people that you graduate with or whatever. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I don't need it that badly, but I, I've done, I've done a pretty extensive search on my own and then, you know, found a few other people along the way. So it was cool. It worked out, but, uh, you know, that had, had I grown up in an era where Facebook was common or just social networking in general was common I can't imagine how many connections I would still have. Now let's throw trans into that. <laughs> how many people I would have had to come out to and how many different uh, reactions I would have gotten. So anyway, I, I broke off on a tangent there. That's part of the negative of it, but we'll, I'll come back around. Anyhow, moving forward, uh, you can share your story, you, you, you know, your recipes or you know, handmade craft items, how, I mean, and, and how to do them, not just share them and sell them. That's, that's something else as well. Uh, you can, your own music that you create, you can share that or movies or, you know, videos, uh, your thoughts in a vlog, your feelings like a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, 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 that's what the beauty of social networking has brought us. And, and I'm sure I'm missing out on a lot of other things that you can fill in the blanks on. Uh, I'm sure as soon as I, you know, press the stop button on this episode, I will totally think of new things, even though I've been thinking about things for, oh, at least a week, if not longer. <laughs> so we're going to move into the awful part of transgender social networking or just social networking in general. I mean, transgender adds a whole other twist to it. Uh, you know, reconnecting with family and friends. Uh huh. Yeah, that can be that can be kind of crazy, kind of scary, but it's part of the journey. You know, they, they, they so many people have told me, and I've read so many where places. You know, once you come out, you continue coming out basically for the rest of your life. And of course, it made sense when I heard it, but it's now that I'm living it, <laughs> it makes a hell of a lot more sense. Anyway, on to some of the negative things or the awful things about networking uh meeting people and i I use air quotes around the word meeting because i I mean in cyberspace you're not face to face so meet meeting people who hate you just because you're different and in this case i mean specifically trans uh but it could also be non-trans if you're only you know a lesbian people hate you just because you're a lesbian if you're, well, let's just throw the race card in. If you're any certain color, there's bound to be somebody that doesn't like you. <laughs> that's, that's so much of our history of the world. But it, they're, the haters out there, as they've come to be called, <laughs> they're everywhere. So that's a reason that, that networking is just a pain in the ass. I hate that. Uh, you can scare yourself uh, or, or, or make yourself totally paranoid and become, you know, maybe even a hypochondriac by over-educating yourself and working your mind up into these frenzies about being worried about whatever you're, you know, into, you know, germs or the new virus that's spreading or, uh, you know, it's endless, you know, it's endless. The, a certain food or a certain other chemical out there or take your pick, but there, there is something of overeducation because then you're doing nothing but thinking about it, and it, it, uh, it almost destroys the thing that you're trying to learn about. 
it, it's kind of weird. It's it's really kind of weird. Uh, you can find things that uh, should probably never have existed, <laughs> such as uh, certain certain music. Uh, certain adult toys or videos, yeah. Some of those, there, there's a market for it, but I just don't think that market should be utilized. And I'm talking about some of the really heavy, heavy stuff where even the kinkiest of the kinky go, okay, that's pushing it too far. You know what I mean? So, so you know, stuff that just shouldn't exist, but it does. Uh, certain handmade crafts, people make some strange things. There are some things that just should not exist, uh, at, at least in the public realm, <laughs> where anybody could find the information on the Internet. But at the same time, it should, because knowledge is power, and understanding things is, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So it's such a toss-up, such a fucking toss-up. And the negative thing about it, I said I'd come around to it again, reconnecting with long-lost family and friends. And in this case, that you didn't know you came out as trans, or that you are trans and that you're transitioning, uh, or, or you had some other life-changing event, a marriage, a divorce, a child born, uh, a family death, um, take your pick, right? Well... If you reconnect with somebody from your long-lost past that doesn't know that you got married, had a child, and then your spouse died, you got to share that story again. Again. Uh, and I think a, a, a good thing about the Internet is a person, let's just say hypothetically in that situation, they could put out a blog or a vlog or something, go through it once, and then direct everybody to it that they reconnect with. Yeah, yeah, this happened to me. Here, go read this, and then get back to me, and we can, you know, fill in the blanks then. And that way they don't have to relive it again. But then there is something cathartic about reliving it again. So it's a double-edged sword. It's, 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 it's crazy. It, it, it really is crazy. But that's my point, is you have to deal with all these things again. The loss of a, of a loved one, or the marriage and divorce, or whatever the case is. you got to relive that. Or you've got to come out all over again. A negative thing about sharing your stories online, as I mentioned a moment ago. Or you know, sharing your recipes, or handmade crafts, or music, or whatever. The haters. The haters are going to hate. They're going to be out there. And yeah... The internet as a whole has seemed to uh, really tackle those types of people. But sometimes you just don't have the energy to deal with it. And I get that. <laughs> so that's, that's another drawback of being in social networking or using social networking, rather. Also, usually it's easier and more motivated for people to write a negative comment than it is a positive comment. So... Because of, just because of where you're at with that. Oh, I've got to tell the world how awful this is. And then you might think while you're experiencing something, wow, this is amazing. I got to tell the world about this. And that's changing. It is changing now with more so like with Instagram or things like that or Periscope or YouTube where, you know, you could share a five minute video of, hey, this is what I've been doing all weekend. Family, friends, followers, whatever. And boom, you're done. You do it all on your phone and upload it. No heavy editing, but boom, it's done. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword on that. And then 
you know, in the sense of you know, finding a group that you socialize with, whatever that group may be, a forum on a topic or uh, a gaming thing or the list is endless. But you meet up with people. You, you find people and you make relationships and they become friends and sometimes more. A lot of people are meeting people on the Internet, meeting people in, and evolving into a, you know, cohabitational relationship. But as you meet these people, you, you might discover the next Charles Manson or something. You know, you always got to be kind of wary about things like that. That's another negative thing. You know, you don't want to have to deal with the chance of meeting somebody that's psycho. Uh, I mean, yes, there are ways around it. I know that public place and friends and all that. Yes, of course. I think I mentioned that in the public safety episode, but that's, there's, there's a, that's one of the downsides of it. You know, if you're social networking and, and meeting people that may not be who you think they are. And like I said, there's ways around it, which is good now, but it's a fear. It's something out there that's, that's negative. So I guess, I don't know, I guess overall, any sort of uh, social networking has its ups and downs, has its pluses and minuses. Um, I mean, specifically transgender social networking, let's get really specific now. Visibility breaks down taboos. The more information that's out there, the more knowledge is out there, the more stories that are shared, the more thoughts and views and opinions that are shared, individual thoughts, opinions that are shared, change things. Start the ball rolling to change things. And, and that's saying, I read on a, on a Facebook group that I belong to, I don't know if it's a secret group or not, I belong to a dozen of them, and it, was, uh, it stuck with me. After I read it, and so I can't specifically credit the person, and I wish I could, but I, I got lost when I went back to the group to try to find it, so I, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't. And if, but if you know who I'm talking about, uh, let me know so I can make credit, because this, is, this, this was wonderful. This person, from what I got from this post, because they signed it with that visibility breaks down taboos, uh, this person is a... a, a considers themselves a trans person, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, an F to M, but is doing nothing really to transition. Uh, maybe more of an androgynous haircut and style, quote-unquote, but no other changes or big, big things. You know, no, no HRT, no surgeries, not going through that realm of transition because she went through life and made a choice and now she's you know sticking to her choices i mean yes she's she's fulfilling herself as much as she can with her trans things but she is uh fulfilling her, the the things she set herself up to do so i admire that look i'm doing this but i am not transitioning i am trans but i'm not transitioning and i've read a couple stories like that and so if you know who I'm speaking about, uh, I, I love the fact that she used that phrase. And please let me know. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and uh, she uh, more associates with the gender fluid, gender queer uh, realm of, of diversity. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, overall, uh, awareness brings knowledge. Being aware of things, you know, like if you read 
you know, well, hey, this or check out an area of town. You know, let's say you're in a city that you're visiting for the first time and you want to find some place. You can really find out if it's a good part of town, if it's a shady part of town, all from the Internet. That's a great thing. And you can share your feedback on that. And I've said it a couple times in this episode, so why the hell not? Let's get on with the Schoolhouse Rocky. As your body grows big, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power. The Schoolhouse Rocky, a chip off the block of your favorite Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rocky. I can't resist it. It's fun. Continuing on with the overall you know, thoughts on trans social networking. I, I, when I've gone out, and not gone out, but when I've put myself out there networking on the internet, which in this case is just trying to uh, push the podcast, uh, which is really where I am in the public realm, my other personal lives, you know, f- family photos and things, that's all for my personal friends. There are, from, from, from my, you know, searching for answers in the transgender realm, I've discovered other trans people, of course. And then I've discovered what I can break down into about three different types. Um, And I don't mean to pigeonhole, I don't mean to to generalize, but it makes it easier to to share with you, one. But it also makes it easier to wrap my head around and and, and break it down to understand it. And so uh, the the first, first one would be those that are just looking for answers. And they may possibly come out as trans people later. Or they may not. They're just looking for answers because they are questioning something within themselves. And for those people, I hope they find something when they're searching. Because I think they might be on the, the slight end of transgender only in the sense that they like to portray the opposite gender once in a while. Which would put them in the genderqueer, gender fluid realm. And I hope they find that and then find happiness. <laughs> um, then there's the uh, the kind, uh, and of that, they may decide to transition later. You know, it all, it all depends that there's that basic kind. The next basic kind is those that are specifically looking to hook up, and I'm using that term specifically, with a trans woman or a trans person also. We can't leave the trans men out. And, and everybody probably knows this type of person as a predator because they are. <laughs> but... Sadly, within that realm of predators, there are a few out there that I'm sure are genuinely interested in getting to have a serious, committed or semi-committed relationship with a trans person because they're interested in it, honestly and, and sincerely. And unfortunately, when a person like that goes to search out, how do I find a date with a trans person? A little, you know, a, a true date with a trans person, not the porn and not the other crap that's out there. So when they first start searching, they're going to get the porn and the other crap out there. So they may not know where to search further. And so they're, I'm sure their first few attempts are through you know, the the porn sites and the adult sites and the the those sites that that aren't necessarily uh it's the dirty part of town it's the dirty part of the internet right you know <laughs> and so some people don't want to visit the dirty part of town to find their romantic interest sometimes they just want to meet their romantic interest in their part of town so they're out there and they just have to search harder and i think they i think that's going to change really quickly in the next few years because of how many different transgender stories are out there right now. I mean, the Caitlyn Jenner, uh, Laverne Cox, Janet Mock. I mean, all those people and more. 
So, yeah, I, I think there's definitely going to be websites that'll cater to that and only that. And then, then there are those that are just curious and want to know more. Just want to know more about trans people. And again, they start the search, and so they get directed to the porn sites, and they may find other realms or not. Who knows? But those are the ones that are probably just looking to be allies. You know, hey, this particular individual has such a struggle, such a um, interesting passion that they have to follow in their life. Wow, I want to learn more. And so they're an ally. But uh, one thing to always say about networking and socializing and things like that uh be be cautious and careful about meeting anybody for the first time you know uh i'm sure many people have heard that before but it's it's just important because you never know what the person may want to take advantage of and you may be totally unscathed after the interaction with them but the interaction may not go the way you want it and so you always want to have a safety net is the best thing I can say right now. Also, check out episode 17, uh, which is safety in public. Oh, big thing. Always let somebody know where you are and, and you know what you'll be doing and check in with you and, and all, all that sort of wonderful things because, God forbid, you go missing. And I mean in a legitimate way. Let's take, for example, you're meeting a person. For, for a first date, you're supposed to go do something. You know, you're going to meet at location A and then take off in one car and go to location B. Let's just say it's a typical situation. And on the route there, something tragic happens in an accident. Nobody's fault. It's an accident, right? But nobody knows where you're at. Nobody's going to come looking for you. Nobody's still going to ask, hey, have you seen so-and-so? So, I mean, eventually, of course, I hope somebody would come looking for somebody else. But uh, if not then it just takes that time, you know, so much longer to, to happen. So there, there's, there's a, just a, a simple thing. So if everybody knows what's going on, people will know you and maybe, you know, get to you, say, find out more about you and you know, get to you sooner. And then you have the people that are totally in the closet that are going to meet up with somebody secretly. Just be safe. Take your safest choices if you can. That's all I can say. Uh, there are apps out there, safety apps. I, I've, I've read an article on them months ago now, uh, before the before I started the podcast, or else I would have shared it. And so I know they're out there, but uh, yeah, do, there's check them out. Spend a little money to be safe for an app on your phone. So I know I rambled along on this this part of the episode, but it's so vast. And so I know I rambled a bit on this episode and shared some story on this episode on this topic uh, and rambled a bit. So longtime listeners, you, you know, that's kind of me. Uh, so but I realized even for myself, it's a little much. Transgender 30 question challenge. Question 24. Who is your favorite LGBT actor, musician, director, artist, etc., and why? Well, first, let's adjust the question because it's not just LGBT. 
it's trans, transgender. So let's just say, who is your favorite transgender actor, musician, uh, director, artistic person, creative person, etc. In fact, let's just say creative person. Who is your favorite transgender creative person? Because there are artists and other people out there, musicians and things. Not that I'm aware of them, but I know they're there. Uh, well, let's start in the beginning. When I first saw a trans woman was in the back of a magazine, back of an adult magazine with a little, you know, 900 phone number. But no, I didn't call it. Wasn't that gullible. I knew that the person in the picture was probably not the person on the other side of the phone. Uh, um, but that was my first exposure to it. And then as time moved on, uh, because the adult magazine Avenue was the first place I found a trans woman was, I figured there might be more information that way. So I continued on that Avenue and I discovered, and this isn't my mid teens, late teens, a uh, trans actress, trans woman, adult star by the name of Shannon. That's all she went by. And there was a specific magazine layout that uh, had both uh, preoperative and postoperative pictures, and my mind was blown at that point time, totally blown. And so I, I, I was just floored after that, and in search for many, many different answers at that time. And since we're on the uh, adult realm, uh, oh, and the Shannon thing seemed the layout seemed to be seventies, eighties just by colors and hairstyle from what I can remember. Uh, and But now since we're on the realm of adult stars, let's just say a few that have caught my eye through the uh, last, I don't know, decade or so. Uh, Serena Valentina is one for sure because the very first time I saw her, I can't remember when, but it's a while ago now, uh, probably, like I said, a decade, uh, something about her caught my eye and I said, I want to follow what you do with your life, not necessarily follow your work, but follow her path, see what she does with her life. Uh, and one of those as well is Bailey J. And then a, a third that just comes to my mind right now as I'm recording is Hazel Tucker. Those are three different people, trans women, adult stars that caught my eye. And I said, I want to follow what you do with your life, your career. Now, don't get all upset that I'm referring to, you know, trans adult actors, adult actors that are trans women. For a lot, that line of work is the only option and has been for a long time. It's changing now, but that's what they had to do. And if they didn't do what they did, I probably wouldn't have been that aware of it. I wouldn't have gone searching for the answers, except much later in life. So I have to give them credit for opening my mind to that. We'll leave it at that, because they're just doing their job. And sex sells. It's bottom line. It's the number one thing on the internet. Now, in mentioning uh, trans transgender creative people or trans icons, uh, I have to mention uh, Christine Jorgensen. If you do not know this name after the show, go and Google it. Christine with a C, Jorgensen, J-O-R-G-E-N-S-E-N. Uh, take, I don't know, about 20 minutes maybe and peruse the articles that are out there about her. In, in short, she was a World War II veteran who uh, came out and moved to you know, somewhere in Europe, I don't remember, 
had all of her procedures taken care of and then moved back and was very open about her her process and uh i don't know if it was all tabloids or what from my recollection but she was she was in the papers we'll say she was she was news for quite a while so she was one of the very first trans activists we'll say so go study up on her i should uh, too as well it's been a while since i read about her uh also laverne cox now i'm not a watcher of orange is the new black yet Long-time listeners will know my wife and I are trying to find time together to pay attention to it and not just have it on and be there. But I have read articles that have referred to her and seen her in interviews, and I respect her up the wazoo. Huh? That sounds bad. Let's rephrase that. I respect her completely and totally. Uh, And this person, this next person I just recently learned about was uh, Lana Wachowski. Uh, I wasn't aware of her when she came out and transitioned. And I, and the thing is, is I love the Wachowski brothers movies, the matrix and, uh, Oh jeez, I, I, I have a hard time keeping my directors and movies straight. So forgive me because I, I lean on IMDb so much, but anyhow, I wasn't aware of that till, till uh, within the last eight months or so. And, uh, wow. Huh. Where have I been? <laughs> so, so I have to mention her, of course. And then, of, lastly, Caitlyn Jenner. I remember Bruce Jenner. I've mentioned that in a couple episodes back, a few episodes back now, that I remember him from, from 76 Olympics in, the, in 1980 when he was still, you know, like Wheaties box material sort of thing, you know? And the thing that I, regardless of whatever happens with her story and what she's doing in her life, I don't really care about that. But I am proud that she's public. Hands down, the woman is 65. Wow. Okay? Okay. It also proves you're never too old to transition. Now, I'm sure there are other actors and and creative people and directors and musicians and things like that out there that I am just totally not aware of. And if you are, uh, please inform me. But I I can't know it all. (laughs) And I definitely don't want to. So send it my way and I'll talk about it on the show. Also, send me something to take the place of the 30 question challenge. Changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. All right, secondary topic. Uh, yard work. Oh, yard work, yard work. Uh, being a woman doing yard work. And not, not that it's any gender-specific thing. It's just now I'm that's how I'm doing it. And uh, I don't want to ruin any of my, you know, newer feminine women clothes. So I use my own old worn-out guy clothes, T-shirt and jeans and things like that. Uh, just because I'm outside grunging it up. And I, I use an old bra and uh, older older forms that I have, and it's just awesome. I mean, the only thing that I can say about that is, uh, they, yeah, just like anybody says about boobs, they kind of get in the way, but I'd, I'll deal with that. Uh, so that's, you know, n- the biggest change difference I can say is that 
they're there, that I have my forms and boobs and what have you. And so they're kind of in the way, but I'll deal. Uh, now, let me also inform you all that the yard here has been very neglected over the last decade. So there's a lot of work. And it's going to take time. It's going to take you know, a year or so. So you'll probably hear me comment on some chore or task I did or something. But uh, anyhow, some of the things that I have done was, uh, you know, cutting up some branches and logs and, you know, things with uh, with a chainsaw. <laughs> and then cutting them up with also just a, a, a lopper, a, you know, pruner sort of thing. Uh, transplanting plants. Uh, and here's a big thing that I've never done before, but I'm proud of. I installed not just one, but three whirlybirds on our roof because uh, those are awesome. And some of the things I'm going to be doing in the future is building uh, building some planters so I can have a garden. Uh, we got to replace the gates that are here. Uh, basic landscaping because, like I mentioned, it's been neglected. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping to redo uh, and make better the patio area that's here. So there's, there's a big laundry list <laughs> of things that need to, need to happen. So with that, and yard work also comes visiting places like the Home Depot. Or Lowe's or Orchard or Ace Hardware or Builder's Emporium. You remember Builder's Emporium? I do. But that's long before Home Depot bought them out. <laughs> anyway, uh, you got to visit those places. And I was nervous a little bit, but uh, not not a lot. Uh, well, in the very, very first time, shortly after I came out publicly, yeah, I was nervous. But I was with family, so I wasn't overly nervous. And the first few minutes, I kind of was looking around, keeping an eye on, is somebody staring at me? Somebody calling me out on anything? Is there, you know, whatever? Not a thing, not a problem. And so, you know, by the end of our shopping trip that day, hour or so, hour and a half maybe, uh, and this is a while back, this is, like I said, shortly after I came out, um, by the end of that, totally fine. And the first few times after that, I wanted to be with somebody that in the store with me. Now, I don't care. I will run in and run out uh, with not a worry or care. Everybody mams me. It, uh, it's just awesome. And then, and I visited the the Home Depot with you know jeans and a T-shirt. I visited with uh, you know a nice looking outfit, whether it be a dress or skirt or you know slacks or whatever. And uh, full makeup, non makeup at times just depends on what's going on. And I haven't been looked at any differently going in or out. It's pretty damn awesome. And. I will say after finishing, the, the biggest task so far has been those whirlybirds because that required climbing up on the roof and a drill and a saw and oh, it's just it's caulking sealant and things. So it was, it was a day. For three of them, it was a day. Or the better part of a day. Luckily, it was overcast, so it wasn't too hot. Anyhow, uh, th- that being the biggest thing so far, after completing that, I know I can do just about just about damn near anything that need that needs to be done here without a worry or a care and that's that mm-hmm. ah, 
listener feedback. I told you we'd get to it. I told you we'd get to it. Okay. Uh, first listener feedback is actually about the survey. Uh, there's links on uh, changes in latitudes at blogspot.com on the right-hand side and all the way at the bottom. Take a few minutes uh, to help us out by doing the survey. And uh, I don't remember when I last mentioned this, but uh, we've got a few new ones here from the beginning of June. And uh, the first one came, the, came from the 1st of June. And uh, it, this is under the likes. We'll do the likes first. Uh, first one was everything. One word. That's it. <laughs> uh, the next like comes from June 2nd, which was kind of cool. And that was, I can relate to the host. Thank you very much. I, I'm so glad that people can relate and follow my story and just be there right with me. It's awesome. And then the third one came from the 11th of June, and it states, it talks about issues that are rapidly becoming important in my life. Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, that means you or a loved one, close one, is transitioning or coming out as trans or gender fluid, gender queer, questioning their identity, whatever it is. Thanks for listening to the show. Okay, let's move into the dislikes. Uh, first one from the 1st of June says nothing. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, from June 2nd says, wish there were more episodes. Uh, thank you. That is a awesome, awesome compliment because that means you enjoy my rambling for an hour or so at a time. Um, and actually on that realm right there, I'm starting to look into Patreon. So hold your horses. Stay with us. More news will be coming later. I don't know how much later, but later. And then on, uh, June 11th, the dislike was the outtakes at the end. And when I first read that, I went, huh, interesting. Because, because right now it seems to be the thing to do, quote unquote, the thing to do in podcasting. Uh, It just seems to be a very popular thing to put your outtakes at the end. And if I knew more information than the words just the outtakes, you know, you know, the outtakes at the end. You know, if it was they're too long or there's too many of them or they take away from the show or uh, I, I don't know, whatever a reason is would, would help me to understand why you don't like them and why, what I can do to fix it. But aside from just take them out, but officially the show is over when I run the disclaimer. Anything after the disclaimer is up for grabs, you might say. I want you to listen to it. That's why I put it there, of course. But if it's not your thing, I don't mind you skipping ahead or jumping to the next episode or whatever you do in your listening things. Totally cool by me. I just appreciate that you're listening from the beginning up through the disclaimer. So if you want to take the survey, like I said, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com on the right-hand column, about halfway down, I think, and then at the bottom of the page. Okay, this next listener feedback comes from listener Jamie W. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. Uh, It's in reference to episode 35, LGB versus TIQ and A. I know it's a little late in my response, but that's just how the production schedule uh, came to, came about. Uh, her her question was more of kind of thrown at me in in a few different messages because we uh, messaged through Facebook, and it was basically dealing with the different types of of 
diversity that fall under the transgender umbrella and how they fall into sex versus identity. And I, and I've mentioned this probably sporadically through past episodes. It just feels like I have, I I don't know for certain, Uh, but you know, you have drag, the act of wearing drag, Oh, uh, and then there's drag performer, and then you have transvestite and transsexual, and then the word transgender, which is also under the umbrella. Uh, so let's just tackle right from the beginning, drag and drag performers. Uh, well, drag is just another form of cross-dressing, and cross-dressing is usually but not always associated with uh, men enjoying something about dressing like women in, in a sexual way, not because that's who they are, but in a sexual way. Uh, and usually they're the ones that are doing it at home alone or with a few friends in a hotel room or hookups or things like that. There's so many options out there on that realm. So that I would say falls into the sexuality of it. Uh, then you also have the guy in drag as the sarcastic, uh, you know, butt of a joke or or something like that. And that's just comedy of it. That's that's just what it is. Now, about drag performers, uh, usually drag performers are men performing as women, whether they're lip syncing or they're actually performing as it. That's been going on since the dawn of time. Shakespeare would only allow, Shakespearean times would only allow men on stage. So, men would play the women. Go see Shakespeare in Love. They really enact, that's, that's kind of the premise of the whole movie there. But anyhow, I digress. Uh, so, so that's been happening for forever. Uh, it, again, it's usually in a joking manner, but that's just how society seems to be. I also have seen recently an increase in drag king performers, where women are dressing as men and performing, uh, at least over the last, I don't know, five, maybe, ten years maybe? So it's an increasing form of entertainment, which is great to see, because it, it creates jobs for a whole bunch of other people but also creates diversity in the whole drag performance realm. And I think it'll also break down the sexuality of it. And I'm sure there are some drag kings that get a kick out of dressing in male clothing, secretly or openly, just depends on what it is. So there's your, there, as far as drag goes, there's the, you know, sex and identity. Uh, as far as the identity goes, I think a drag performer identifies as a man performing as a woman when it's not sexual and then there's uh the sexual part where the crossdressers is going to find some of those ads i was mentioning about before uh moving on the transvestite i have to say i feel it's an archaic term it's it's old needs to be re, re i mean it's very valid but i don't think we should use it as frequently as we were using it uh i think there are other more specific and more embracing words, loving words to describe transvestites. <laughs> but essentially it's interchangeable with the word crossdresser. Uh usually it's more on the fetish side, usually it's more on the sexual side where the person who is dressing and it's again it's usually man dressing as a woman is usually trying to find sex of some sort, whether it's mutual masturbation or solo masturbation or hookups or whatever the case may be. 
that's seen, that's always been associated with the word transvestite because I mean, even though it's true, you would not call the, uh, I, I don't like to keep using the same stereotype, but it's the easiest one to use in a situation like this butch lesbian, even though yes, she is considered a transvestite. You wouldn't use the word because it's got the connotation of a man dressing as a woman in a sexual sense. Anyway. And I think back in the day, the term transvestite was probably more associated with what I call the weekender or part-timer, where, you know, they live as, where they work as one and live as another. So that's just, uh, that's just my two cents on that topic. Another side of transvestite would be the evil deviant, you know, the awful person, you know, with some sexual deviant fetish, you know, who will fuck anything that's not nailed down. Another stereotype connotation about the word uh, transvestite. And sure, I'm sure there are some transvestites out there or people who identify as a transvestite that don't get any sexual gratification about it. It's all about just I enjoy being pretty, which now would probably be referred to as gender fluid, gender queer. But uh, that's that's see, that's where I see the word transvestite going. And so also with the word transsexual, again, I feel it's an archaic term. It was It's good to use to describe, yes, because it is quick, concise, to the point. But I don't think it fits everyone that it used to. And I think back in the day and probably still now, it's someone who plans to go stealth 100 percent stealth the only people that are going to know are the people that knew them before and, and their doctors maybe you know i think that's really where transsexual falls into but again this is just my opinion uh the sexuality of transsexual i not really because it's just somebody who's trying to live authentically and so, yes, if they're a sexual person, they're going to have sex, but they're, they're not transitioning or, you know, dressing for anything sexual. It's, that's definitely more identity. So uh, thank you, Jamie, for writing in. And changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Wow, there it is, the final music of the episode. We made it, folks. We made it. And again, wow, I'm sorry for such a long episode, but just I had a lot to say. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about doctor's visits, visiting the doctor, and all those experiences and thoughts and feelings. I'm always looking for topics for the show. Send them my way. Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. Uh, where you can bookmark our, bookmark our Amazon link, donate through PayPal, send me an email. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. 
I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, dude, it's totally time for the outtakes. Listening to that that band just gets me so in the mood to to just sit here and give you the stream of pot stream. <laughs> uh, outtake. But before we get to any about the blah 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 blah. All right, transgender 30-day challenge, 30-episode challenge. Let's take that again. Transgender 30... So, thank you, Jamie. There's uh, some words that I find to define, find to define. I can't talk tonight, folks. I am so sorry. I've been rambling on for far too long. I apologize. Thank you. Good night. And never forget.